Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Football Podcast for Skull King Football. We are so happy to have you here with us tonight. We hope that you had a better week than some of the rest of us did for your Speak fantasy for team. yourself. <laughs> hey, I had a better I had a great week. Great. I had a better week this week instead of going 0 and 2. Now that a couple of the a free couple free leagues I did just for the fun of it finally started up, I went 2 and 3 this week instead. Um, but that's what happens with when you have some of the stings that we're going to go over today. Yes. We've got lots of them. So, um, per the norm, today is our Sunday night, which goes live for you guys on Monday. We are doing our Kings and Stings episode, going over the best and the worst performances of the week. And along with that, we're actually going to, uh, we're actually going to look at, um, briefly the monday night football game there really isn't much to talk about for that one let's be completely honest um <laughs> it's gonna be a bloodbath <laughs> it, it well if the browns play like the 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 preseason browns if they play like the the game against the titans the it'll be ugly for other reasons yeah it'll be ugly for everyone if that's the way that that game plays out so um so that is what we've got going on um, so why don't we go ahead and get into the headlines. Today's headlines. All right. Story number one. Uh, if you saw the, the game today between uh, the Rams and the Saints, not a whole lot was going the Saints way. And not just because of injury, but also because of the referees that really hosed them. Um, again. Again. <laughs> in a game between the Rams and the Saints. Um, unfortunately, Drew Brees was injured on a play. Aaron Donald came in to try to get to uh, Drew Brees and ended up hitting, basically giving him a high five on his follow through and looked like it jammed uh, Drew Brees' thumb enough that he was not able to squeeze a football or pick up a football with one hand uh, on the sideline. Um, he is seeing a hand specialist. According to reports, he's seeing a hand specialist today. Well, right after the game, he saw a hand specialist. And so uh, we will know more on Monday and kind of take it from there. For those of you who need a super flex quarterback and a starting quarterback in your super flex like me now, <laughs> um, it's pretty ugly out there, so just we'll have just let you know. wire additions for you tomorrow. <laughs> we will have those for you tomorrow. Um, so, Justin, how badly does this kill everyone's production for the Saints? I mean, I think it was evident by today, but not everyone's the Rams on defense. Um, but then again, McCaffrey went off for God knows how many points last week against <laughs> against the Rams defense. I, it was evident that. There is a severe drop-off with Bridgewater. Um, I think he's only taken 25 snaps in the last three years since he's been there in real games. Yeah. Um, Taysom Hill has more snaps than that. Uh, to me, Taysom Hill gives them more random plays. Um, 
and Hill's gotten more snaps, and I don't know. Uh, the hope is that Breeze is not out for a long period of time. You saw that everyone's production took a severe nosedive. The only person I would think gets a bump, and we talked about this before the show, uh, because I'm not high on Jared Cook. I don't think he's a tight end. Uh, he's definitely not a top eight tight end for me this year. Um, when a backup quarterback comes in, uh, tight end is like one of the go-to checkdowns. So Jared Cook almost has more value with uh, Bridgewater at quarterback than he does with Breeze. Well, he did have to he, me. He did have seven targets today. So yeah, more than the week before. Yep. <laughs> so it, it is. It is rough. I, I think the team that is worse off is the Steelers. Yeah, which we're getting to next. Uh, according to reports, Ben Roethlisberger with his elbow on his throwing hand, uh, throwing arm, uh, ha is having an MRI Monday and we will know more on what the status is with him. Um, I actually didn't mind what Mason Rudolph did in the second, in, well, basically from the second quarter. I mean, it, it was, a, it was yeah. definitely shaky and what he needs to do is he just needs to never throw it to, um, to Dante Moncrief ever again because that's I believe the one I believe he only threw one interception he may have thrown two he threw one threw one and the one interception went right through Moncrief's hands and popped right up in the air for for McDougal to catch so Moncrief is catching a lot of flack from fantasy owners the first two weeks yeah it's it's ugly I honestly three for ten in week one yep not good so. Um, I think that, I mean, honestly, it's going to be rough, and it's going to be rough for the Steelers. Uh, I think that Mason Rudolph will be serviceable as the in a super flex league as your second quarterback based on matchup. Yeah. And that's simply because of the offensive weapons that they have in Juju Smith-Schuster, well, James Conner-ish for now, um, which we'll get to in a second. And, um, you know, Jalen Samuel is able to catch the ball. Uh, again, you talked about backup quarterbacks and their, and their knack of hitting tight ends. Look what happened with Man Mance McDonald had two touchdown passes from, from Rudolph today. So, um, yeah, to me, to me, the one thing that I'll throw in here, the reason why the Steelers are worse off is they're Owen two. They still have to play Baltimore twice. Yep. Uh, they got to play Cleveland, although unless Cleveland can look better, that just looks like a bad game yeah. in general. Um, the hope is that Roethlisberger isn't out for a long time, but if it's an elbow thing, it's his, it both it's both Roethlisberger and Breeze's throwing arm hand. Yeah, it's it it is not one of these things to where oh it's the off hand where. It'll hurt a lot, but he can still kind of produce. No, this is legitimately can't, like the worst area for a quarterback to be injured. I'd rather have his leg hurt than uh, <laughs> his throwing arm hurt. Because you can um, always put a brace on the leg and just throw him back out there. Yeah, but the Saints are one and one. Um, they had a miraculous game last week. They ran into a tough road opponent this week. It was going to be tough sledding with Breeze there anyway. Um. The Seahawks do not typically travel well to the East Coast for the early game. And that's evident in that in their defense. Uh, Ru Rudolph was still able to produce and keep them in the game in the second half. Well, what really kept it close 
was the the fumble by Carson on the five yard line. The second one? Oh well, yeah, his second fumble Bitter on the five yard line. Two fumbles by Carson. Thanks, bud. So but I still thought I'm I'm okay with it. So yeah, so that's I mean that was definitely that's definitely the the big thing that that kept Pittsburgh involved there because they were doing a good job of moving the ball against the defense. Um and so yeah, I they're they're definitely in trouble especially in that I think Baltimore is the cream of the crop right now in that division. They look like they could run the table. Well, in but the, in that they've division. They've also played Yes. They've also played Miami and Arizona. And Arizona. So just like <laughs> just like Dallas has played Washington and the Giants. And the Giants. <laughs> and they're 2 and 0. Let's not get too excited. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on, um, we've got just a, a couple other extra headlines that we wanted to go over. Um, I wanted to see, I have to pull it back up here because uh, I lost it there for a second. Uh, before the game today, before any of the games today, um, it was actually rumored that the uh, the Miami Dolphins, everyone knew that, that they had granted Minka Fitzpatrick the... Uh, permission for his agent to seek out a trade. Apparently, before the game, um, the was I believe Jay Glazer announced that they had been actively seeking trading partners for Kenyon Drake as well. So Minka Fitzpatrick and Kenyon Drake apparently are on the table. There has been and. The the real question is while you're while you're thinking that thought is once these two are gone who else is left? Josh Rosen, that's about it. Devonte Parker. How okay? I normally don't feel bad for professional athletes because they make a significant amount of money. Yes, they play a rough sport, specifically in football. I rarely feel bad for Cal Bears either. Um, but <laughs> as a Husky for fan, goodness sake, he played for an atrocious team last year got traded with the upside that things could get better at a different situation. Sometimes you just need to change the scenery. Yep. It happens in life. It's just some, maybe that's a job. Maybe that's a new house, whatever. Uh, you need to change the scenery. Well, I think his scenery got worse yep. because now he's the backup at a worse team with a worse defense, as hard as that is to imagine. <laughs> um, that has... Uh, I forgot to look it up before the before the show. I think giving up the most points ever in the first two games of an NFL start to a season. Yes, the the Miami Dolphins have started off this season. What it was the total? It was a hundred and hundred and twelve points, or hundred two points. Hundred because it was forty three and fifty nine, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, hundred and two points. Hundred. They've lost a hundred and two to ten in their first two games total, um, and they weren't that close. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they weren't. Um, and so here's here's the thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, there there are some running back desperate teams out there that could use someone like Kenyon Drake. Not that I think that he's all that special, but he also hasn't really had much of a line. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick could really help out a defense. There was a, a rumor that 20 teams had contacted Miami. I believe it was I, I believe it was in that same Jay Glazer report that 20 teams had possibly contacted Miami about Minka Fitzpatrick. None of those teams better be New England or we're all screwed. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> 
Well, they've got Patrick Chung, who's been arrested for for cocaine possession or whatever it was. So they yeah, but their defense doesn't need help at this point. No. Um, however, the Seahawks could really use a solid safety to go along with Bradley McDougal because he can only stay healthy about half the season. <laughs> and Delano Hill and Tedrick Thompson obviously are not are are not well. Tedrick it Thompson either is injured. So. Well, he is now. Yeah, <laughs> he's injured after last week. <laughs> "Quote unquote injured." Um, That's what I like to call a sliver injury in the <laughs> buttocks. <laughs> so the that's bench. just that's <laughs> definitely something to, to to watch after. I think that it Mika Fitzpatrick could could definitely um, really make waves. And just so you know, I believe that the Seahawks have a first rounder and four second rounders right now. Yep. And could if the, you know offer a second rounder for Mika Fitzpatrick. And possibly maybe a, a l- another late rounder or a or a uh, well they've got four as of right now four possible compensatory picks, so they have firepower that they could use to to send to Miami. So um, one other quick note: uh, James Connor um, went out with a knee injury. We do not know how severe that is. He did not return to the game, and therefore. Uh, Jalen Samuels finished the game, so he might be a waiver wire ad. We'll have to wait to see what's going on with with Connor's knee. And Damian Williams, I believe, also went out with a knee injury and did not return. Um, got a little extra time for um, for Darwin Thomas or sorry Thompson. Darwin Thompson. Darwin yeah. Thompson. Um, and so that's definitely something to look at. I don't think that uh, McCoy is the you know all around carry it all type of back anymore. So if Williams is going to miss time. Thompson is a guy to keep your eye on on the waiver wire. So, yes. And those are the only other major, major injuries that I saw. So we should be good. But pay attention. The Eagles lost. You know, at times in this game, they lost uh, Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. So Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson out. Missed uh, almost the entire game. Injury and a groin injury, respectively. Yep. Yep. Uh, Dallas Goddard was forced from the game. Uh, Carson Wentz was forced from the game for like three minutes yeah. of game time. McCown came came in and then went back out. Jason or Jason Kelsey, Nelson Aguilar were both evaluated for head injuries. <laughs> Corey Clement was sidelined. Man, that team got the snot beat out of them tonight. Uh, it was not, this game was geared for the over at fifty two points. Didn't happen because of like three interceptions in the end zones between the two teams. Yep. And that nonsense to the Eagles. All right. So here we go. We are going to go. We are uh, now going to move on to our Kings and Stings section and go over these uh, pretty quick. Uh, We'll start off with the Kings. Number one, King of the Week, Patrick Mahomes, 443 passing yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Number two, Lamar Jackson, 272 passing yards, only two touchdowns this week, but finished oh, with a but finished with 120 rushing yards. Yeah, and and number three is Dak Prescott, 269 passing, three touchdowns, one interception. Justin, who are you selling in this group? Uh, of of these three, I'm still uh, the, the same three from last week. I'm still going to sell Dak Prescott. Uh, for the for the reason that I mentioned earlier, Dallas has played the Giants, bad defense, uh, and Washington. We don't know yet, but their offense does not have any star power at all. No, nope. uh, and so to me, 
it would be Dak Prescott. Uh, he's played two bad defenses. He's played one home game. Were they both home games? I no, remember. one was a home game. Last, uh, week one was a home yeah. game. Week two was week away. One was a home game. So he's played one home game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is otherworldly. Yeah, he's. It's if you stupid. watched the second quarter, like 260 some odd yards or something like that yep. thrown in the second quarter, four touchdowns thrown. Um, still put up a bunch of yards in the second half, but no one scored in the second half. Um, and Jackson has the running ability. Yep. 272 passing yards. His two rushing or his 120 yards rushing is typically like two touchdowns. Yeah. In, in six point leagues. So that's where he's going to make up for it. Yep. And with, uh, with Ingram going out for a little bit today, um, he's now their best running back now too. So, um, well, Ingram did come back in. So I, I know, I know, but he went out for a little bit. Um, but I still, the flexibility that he has, Pat Mahomes can make any throw. He can make better throws than Aaron Rodgers. I'm throwing, I'm going to say that right now. To me, Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback making the best throws. Um, Travis Kelsey caught a, uh, caught a ball on a tight window. Uh, Demarcus uh, Robinson, Robinson made two tight window catches. And Miko Hardman had a 70-yard bomb that got called back for a holding. And had a so different, it but, but, but had a different touchdown. Yeah, but had a different touchdown. McCole Hartman could have had two. Yep. So, um, yeah, Pat Mahomes, Jackson, I'm going to buy. Dak Prescott will still sell. Um, but Prescott is playing well, way better than most anticipated at the start of the season. Yeah, basically most other than Cowboys fans. Well, yeah, they, they think every player is the best in the league. So. All right, moving on to our running back, Kings. Number one, Dalvin Cook. I can't believe I actually still drafted him in the staff league, but he's doing me well so far. Uh, as long as you have Addison, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't have Madison. You won't trade him to me. Um, <laughs> Dalvin Cook, uh, 154 yards rushing, one touchdown, three uh, three receptions for 37 yards. Number two, Aaron Jones, 116 rush yards and a touchdown, four catches for 34 yards. And number three, I'll bet this is who you're selling, um, Raheem Mostert, 83 rushing yards, three catches, 68 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Who are you selling in this group? Uh, this one's easy because he's the third running back. Uh, <laughs> before the season started, he would have been the fifth, I repeat, fifth running back because Coleman uh, would have been ahead of him. McKinnon. And, uh, McKinnon. Again? McKinnon yeah, would have been McKinnon ahead. Been ahead of him. So. Uh, this is a guy that basically from the practice squad at the end of the preseason or would have been on the practice squad comes in. Um, maybe the Bengals defense is just this bad and Seattle just struggled mightily week one. That could have been me. Clearly Brita is the one to own Wilson. I would take it. Number two, uh, Mostert. Who knows? Maybe this. Maybe I this think is, Mostert's uh, better than Mostert better could than, take over Wilson. I think Mostert's game, better than Wilson. But, but Brita is clearly still the number one. Yep. Uh, Dalvin Cook is the number one definitively. Aaron Jones is the number one in about a 70-30 split with Jamal Williams. But Jamal Williams also had a 15-yard receiving touchdown today. Yep. So clearly selling Raheem Mostert. All right. Moving on to the wide receivers. Number one, Demarcus Robinson. Six catches, 172 yards, and two TDs. Number two, 
Big Julio Jones, five catches, 106 yards and two touchdowns. It helps that one of them was a 54-yard touchdown towards the end of the game. And Emmanuel Sanders, 11 receptions, 98 yards, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion. Justin, who are you selling in this group? Uh, to me, this would be Demarcus Robinson. Um, Chris Godwin, is the, to me, is the number one in terms of fantasy production right now in Tampa Bay. Uh, I still think that Evans, he's still recovering from the flu. He'll get back up to being the number one. But uh, there were a lot of people who thought that of any wide receiver number two that could surpass their number one, it would have been Chris Godwin with the Mike Evans. Um, Kenny Galladay is still clearly the number one. They played a tough Chargers defense, and he still had eight catches for 117 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Demarcus Robinson last week had two targets and one reception. So <laughs> for him to now have six catches – 172 yards and two touchdowns and for me to buy him for the future this is also with Tyree Kill out and the Raiders were missing two key starters that are out for the rest of the season yep so I would sell to Marcus Robinson now that doesn't mean that I'm not looking for him on the waivers but of these three, the least likely, I believe, to appear on this again would be Demarcus Robinson because you got still got Sammy Watkins at 13 targets today. Miko Hardman kind of plays, I think, between Miko Hardman and Robinson, they're going to kind of duel Back with forth. the Tyreek yep. Hill role. Um, and Miko Hardman had a touchdown. So we could be looking at next week, McCole Hardman being the top of the Kings because we've had two different <laughs> Chiefs receivers. We might go three for three because Hartman will be in that slot role. Robinson will be on the outside. Watkins will be on the outside and they'll be playing against Baltimore. Who's not the same defense of years past, but they're still very, very good. Yep. And that could be a shootout. Yep. So Miko Hartman for the Kings calling it right here not really but sure <laughs> go for it all right moving on to our tight end kings for today back on or back on the list again two guys mr mark andrews eight catches 112 yards and a touchdown man he's looking good in baltimore right now since since lamar jackson became the starter last year for baltimore Mark Andrews has been a top five tight end every week since. And that's considering that they have Hayden Hurst, other tight ends in the backfield that can still catch the ball, yep. can still be used as targets. Mark Andrews is a top five tight end since Lamar Jackson. So those of you who are able to get him later, as a steal. You're looking at a top five tight end for the rest of the season. Yep. And he's been on the Kings two weeks in a row. He is he is this year's George Kittle. Yes, and George this year's Kittle George is Kittle is like uh, last year's Jack Doyle. <laughs> um, number two, number two is Travis Kelsey at seven catches, 107 yards, and one touchdown. Now, because we do this in half point PPR, um, the the number three is Will Disley with five catches. Uh, 50 yards and two touchdowns, but a close, close runner-up. So that was 19.5 points. Vance McDonald. Four points. Well, no, 0.2 points here. Uh, Vance McDonald finished with 19.3 points with seven catches, 38 
38 yards and two touchdowns. So, Justin, of this group, who are you not buying? Who are, who are you selling? <laughs> uh, to me, it would be Will Disley. Uh, we're looking at now, this is his fourth game. Yep. Now, granted, last year he had one of these two where he was on the, uh, the Kings, um, but then got an injury. Now, I'm not projecting he gets an injury, um, but the week before he got injured, I think he had one target. He wasn't really that involved. He was also removed because of the injury. Vinette still gets a lot of playing time, although he doesn't really get involved in the passing game. Disley is traditionally a running player, so a lot of the passing plays that he gets, uh, I, I've it's got a lot of play action. Snap percentage is, is is play action, and audibles out of the run. Yep. If it, if it, this is going to be a straight up passing play, odds are probably seventy percent of the time Vinette's coming in. Yep. Because Vinette is a better runner. Uh, more streamlined in order to get out into the pass. So if if they're going to be lining up on the line and they want to show a potential run, then Disley's going to be involved. But once again, the, the up and down, we already said Mark Andrews has been a top five tight end for like the last seven weeks. You're never – we're always going to see Travis Kelsey on this list. Um, or at least close to it. Or at least close to it. So he will show up on this multiple times the rest of the season. This could be Disley's only one. Yep. The thing of the thing that helps out Disley is the is the fact that because he is a a run blocking tight end who can yes. catch the ball is he is used a lot in the red zone because Prob- of how much they run down there. Yeah. Probably one of the better run blocking tight ends in the league. Yep. All right. Moving on to the QB stings. Now we have a couple of. Um, asterisks on these because of injury. We normally don't include injuries, but because of how bad these ones were and how much they really hurt people. Um, these were starters in almost every league. Yeah. So uh, Breeze uh, obviously is a sting number one. 38 yards passing, one interception. Went out in the first quarter, I believe. Number two, Big Ben, 75 yards passing. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Went out with the the bad elbow beginning of the second quarter, I believe. Um, and our overall, I mean, our overall, you know, best actual sting who actually played a full game, Mr. Cam Newton, three hundred and thirty three yards passing, but no touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, two rushes for zero yards, and he lost a fumble. So, um, Justin, who do you see? I mean. We, I mean, I could see Cam Newton being back on this list be, with yes. his with his shoulder. His uh, shoulder yes. still seems to be a mystery right now. Yes, uh, I I threw out one of those gifts, and I try not to be mean to players because I, I I respect how difficult the game is. Um, but of uh, of uh, the office and um, uh, Scott, I, I just forgot his first name. How can I, how can I not remember that? I don't know. I never um, watched The Office. Michael. Yes, Michael Scott going like this with with glasses on because it looked like he, he he one he was hit a lot so I I don't credit those but he openly missed receivers left and right. Yep. Um, I think the the delay got to him mentally. Um, that could be. So because they because how long was it like four three forty five minutes? Thirty to forty five minutes. We saw a similar thing here in college, University of Washington. Uh, 
a week ago Saturday, played California, had a two-hour delay. Two-hour rain delay, yeah. Two-hour-plus delay. The game finished at one thirty. So, it, and both teams didn't really look that good after the delay anyway. But um, of these three, the most like the, the one that I would is the one I'm selling that uh, that would not end up on this again, or that would end up on this again. Uh, you're, who do you think is going to end up on this list again? Cam Newton, uh, or Roethlisberger, but I give the edge to Cam Newton because he's going to be healthy. Yep. And we'll play next week. And again, <laughs> I don't think Roethlisberger or Breeze plays next week. Yeah, I don't. I mean, honestly, both. I mean, I think that based on the type of injuries, I think that Breeze is more likely to come back in the next yes. couple weeks. Yes. Elbows, elbows are are trouble for a quarterback. Thumbs, you know, it all depends. It all depends. Football without a thumb, but still. Yeah, but I mean, elbow because of how much strain actually goes on the arm, especially yeah. in the elbow. All right, moving on to the running back stings. Uh, number one, and these are guys that are owned in 90-plus percent of leagues, okay? Uh, running back sting, Tariq Cohen, four carries for 18 yards, five targets, seven ca- or two catches for seven yards. That's a long fall from what was it last week? It was like 10 targets, eight catches for 70 yards or something like that. Yeah. Uh, number two. The uh, the big the second biggest sting uh, runs CMC Mr. Christian McCaffrey sixteen carries for thirty three yards or can't even read my own writing thirty three yards six catches two or six targets two receptions and sixteen yards um, and then uh, the third is uh, Alvin Kamara thirteen carries for forty five yards. Three targets, one catch, 15 yards, and had a 25-yard reception called back for holding. This really screws with everyone's rankings and ranking accuracy when these kind of things happen. It, it does, but everyone put them, everyone put both of those in their top five. In their top I don't know five, anyone yeah. Didn't so it kind of levels everything out. But uh, of these three, the one that I would put as most likely to return to this list uh, would be Tariq Cohen. Yeah. Uh, for the simple fact that um, last week he didn't get a single rush. He was used in the passing game primarily. Yep. Um, 10 targets, 8 receptions, 49 yards. Uh, this week he got less opportunities by one. Um, played a played another tough defense, but you, you can't negate what Christian McCaffrey is and what Alvin Kamara is. We are uh, one yard short of talking about how Christian McCaffrey had another six or seven points because of a touchdown yep. to go ahead. Um, bad play call by North Turner to go wildcat on the goal line, fourth and goal for the game. Dumb decision, even with Cam Newton not being able to hit the broadside of a barn in the game. Um, but just a bad decision. You're never going to sit Kamara or Christian McCaffrey. Nope. There, there is a world, maybe in an eight-team or a six-team league, where you wouldn't play Tariq Cohen. Aside from injuries, you're always going to play Christian McCaffrey. You're always going to play Alvin Kamara. Yep. All right, moving on to the wide receiver stings. 
Number one, D.D. Westbrook has lost so much value with Nick Foles gone. Uh, five targets, one catch, three yards out of D.D. Westbrook. Number two, Josh Gordon, five targets, two catches, 19 yards. Thank you, Antonio Brown. And our next and our third sting is Robert Woods. One rush for nine yards, two targets, two catches for 33 yards. Uh, Justin, who are you buying to show up on this list again? Uh, Didi, and it's not close. Yeah. Um, I think uh, regardless of what Bill Belichick says, I think they were trying to feed Antonio Brown the ball. They were. There was a report before the game started that they were going to try and feed Antonio Brown the ball, and it was evident as it started. So regardless of what Bill Belichick said about I'm just running the offense and that's all I've been doing for the last 20 years, they were noticeably, maybe Belichick wasn't, but Tom Brady definitely was. So let's just be clear. TB12 wanted, it saw his new shiny toy and utilized the crap out of it. Yeah. Um, and so uh, could have done a whole lot worse, but they were killing Miami. Uh, so I don't think they really needed to push. Nope. Passing game. No. And so, uh, I don't. I, I see Gordon returning to a king potentially in later weeks. Uh, that wide receiving core may be one of the top wide receiving cores in the league now, um, outside of uh, the Rams and Atlanta. Um, and and oh, they're better than Atlanta, huh? I think they're better than Atlanta. Atlanta's got a great number two, and I would take Ridley over Gordon personally. Um, because there's less weapons at New England, they could go with running backs all oh, day. Oh, that's and, true. And that's then, true. So that's where that's where I give a little <laughs> bit of an edge in, in terms of fantasy production. But yep. uh, to me, Robert Woods, just a bad game. I think Goff's having some issues. Uh, played some tough defenses in the first couple of weeks. That's going to go away. They're going to play some easier matchups. Yeah. Robert Woods is going to consistently be there. Um, all three of those receivers are going to be wide receiver number twos. Yep. So they're going to have great weeks they'll have consistent two weeks but they may also have some stinkers and so uh dd westbrook has disappeared he was salvaged by a touchdown last week he had five catches for 30 yards and a touchdown that's the only reason he was somewhat fantasy relevant this week uh down to to five targets and one catch against a houston team where Drew Brees threw for 300-plus yards, and we all talked about how Drew Brees was not going to throw tons of yardage this year. And we are talking about how Drew Brees, this may be kind of the beginning of the end type of a thing based off how his throwing production decreased rapidly over the last couple of weeks of the last season. So he was primed for a good game. Full week of practice with Hunter Minshew or, or uh, Gardner Minshew. Didn't happen. So I'm very concerned Tougher defense is coming up. Tennessee and Denver. Uh, I'm very worried about D.D. Westbrook. He's more than likely going to end up on this list again in the next two weeks. Or may become so irrelevant that he won't ever end up on this list because we try yeah. to keep we try to keep these these stings to, you know, 70, 80 percent owned. And D.D. Westbrook might, was right on the line. He might be dropped in a couple of leagues, but also um, his projection is also going to significantly drop as well. Yep. So, so we, we also base these things off of the projected points as well. Correct. All right. So the tight end stings. Number one. Man, everyone was so high on the rookie, wanting to start, you know, 
Why and I said danger, danger, danger. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson. And I, I said last week, I believe I said that this player is more likely to end up on a stings list again before a king's list again. And what do you know? TJ Hawkinson, three targets, one catch for seven yards. Number one tight end sting. Number two tight end sting is Jared Cook. Seven targets, two catches, 25 yards. And really, we only have two on this one simply because the tight end position is so just all over the place. There yeah. really isn't another highly owned tight end. I mean, Austin Hooper, four catches for 34 yards. In half point PPR, it's five point. I mean, that's not really a sting that, for the that, most part. It doesn't hurt. Especially considering he was probably, in a half point PPR, he was probably only projected for seven points. Yeah, six or seven points. So that's not too far off. Yeah. Almost hitting projection. And he was thrown to, in the red zone, one of the interceptions in the end zone was a target to Austin Hooper. And had it not been for the uh, screen pass that went 70 yards and a touchdown for Julio Jones, Austin Hooper could have gotten more production yep. going down the field. Yep. And then, uh, you know, another sting, I guess you could call, was George Kittle, three catches for 54 yards. He was probably projected for on 12, 13. So, I mean, that, that one maybe another six and a half. That, that could be that could technically sting. be considered a sting. Um, you know, only finishing with 6.9 points and half-point PPR. When, again, he was probably well, – let me actually see. What was he projected for in half-point PPR? Oh, it doesn't say. So, yeah, he was projected for – I'm going to guess probably 11 and finished with 6.9. So, yeah, I guess you could call that a sting. But uh, for me, I'd have to give it to TJ Hawkinson. He's a rookie. Um, he did play an infinitely better defense. Yep. But that's not saying much, considering that Arizona is one of the worst defenses. <laughs> um, so, con considering how many yards that they've given up, I, I would I would definitely have to go with Hawkinson here being the uh, the sting. Jared Cook, I'm not really that high on anyway, um, but most likely to end up here, considering the injury to Breeze and him having a little bit more stock over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I would definitely go T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right, uh, real quick, and this is going to be really quick. We are going to preview the Monday Night Football game. We've got the Browns visiting the Jets. The Browns, for the most part, I believe, are completely healthy. The Jets are down C.J. Mosley as a linebacker, Quinnen Williams, a defensive line, they are down their quarterback, Sam Darnold, for three to seven weeks for having mono. Le'Veon Bell is questionable because of a shoulder injury. Do I dare go on anymore? <laughs> What's going to happen to Crowder? Huh? What's going to happen to Crowder? Is, is Robbie Anderson going to pull up with a hamstring injury uh, in this game? Hopefully not, but could happen. I think uh, with, with Trevor Simeon starting, do they have a tight end? I know... I know uh, Robert Griffin is a Robert Ryan or Griffin. Ryan Griffin Ryan who used Griffin. to be with who used to be with the Texans. Yes. Um. Yeah. He's. I. I he may get a little bump. May he is the bump. tight end. I would not give any bump to him. He was not serviceable in Houston. No. So. No. He was. I mean, he was always. He was just serviceable enough to steal production from. Um. What was it? Uh, 
Fedorowitz, CJ Fedorowitz yeah. when he was there. So, um, yeah, this really this Nick Chubb should light them on fire. <laughs> really, yeah. Considering they're missing Quinn and Williams up the middle and CJ um, Mosley, and CJ Mosley as their as their inside linebacker, this is a game that Nick Chubb should feast. Should now, feast. They talked about this at the end of last week. Um, I think Richard Higgins was the one that came out and said this. He thought that they were throwing the ball too much and they needed to do more run. This could be a game where Nick Chubb goes off if they focus on the run. Yep. I don't see, even with how bad the Browns played defense last week, I do not see this as a game that the Browns will lose. Probably not. That being said, I didn't think that last week against the Titans either. (laughs) And the Titans steamrolled them shellacked them now the browns also had some horrible mishaps yeah um but tennessee didn't play all that well against indianapolis um and indianapolis has a solid defense but i would say the cleveland has a better defense so to me this is where they write the ship you're playing on the road but you're playing against a, a a backup quarterback um who hasn't made a start since 2017 um, this is a game you should easily win of the wide receivers. I obviously believe that Jameson Crowder is going to be the number one here from the get. He's going to play in the slot. He'll be that first check down or the first look on, on routes. Um, I am very nervous about anyone who has Le'Veon Bell in this game. You've got to play him. But if he's already had an MRI on his leg. I'm oh, it's his shoulder. It's his shoulder. Or, or his shoulder, I, I should say. He has not played a full season except for one time. And there's already concerns about an injury. And you're going into a game where you no longer have your starting quarterback. So you're now a one-dimensional offense, realistically. And you're playing against monsters on the other side. Would you, if, here's here's something. If, if you guys have and have the ability, if Ty Montgomery is available and you have Le'Veon Bell, you better pick him up. Yes. You should have picked him up last week. Well, yeah, you should have had him already. Um, but if I if, picked him up again, <laughs> um, I drafted him in our in our monster listener league just because there's so many people. Too many, sixteen players. In, 16, 16, sixteen player de- uh, bench. Or 12, 12, player 12, bench. twelve player bench in a sixteen team super flex league. It's ridiculous. Um, you just say there's no waiver wire. <laughs> Not really. Or you um, got to pay $66 for Gardner Mitchell at a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, and you may be paying you may be paying the same this week for uh for uh um was it Rudolph from or Randolph Rudolph or whoever it is from from the Steelers and for uh yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. So, no. All well, right. Bridgewater maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for tonight's show. We want to thank you guys for uh for taking the time to Hang listen. Hang on. We got one more thing. What are we missing? We we have to name who the winner was of Pick 'em and Stick 'em. Oh, I, I was going gonna... to gloss over this and completely forget that this happened. No, I was going to wait and just do it and do it at Pick 'em and Stick 'em, but we can go ahead and do that now. Since this, okay. this is the re, this is since this is the recap of the week, Justin's team. Just as a reminder, Justin Flacco, Ito, uh, Ito Smith, uh, Terry McLaurin, Jason Witten. Uh, the Arizona defense, which actually scored less points than the Miami defense. Um, and uh, Brandon McManus, Justin won. He scored 53.38 points in half-point PPR. 
uh, beat me 53.38 to 47.04. My team again was Jacoby Brissett, uh, uh, Frank Gore, Danny Amendola, uh, Vernon Davis, the Miami defense, and Dan Bailey. And really the difference, the difference in this, because he beats me by a little over six points. The difference was that Danny Amendola had a goose egg. One target, no catches, and McLaurin goes for 14.7 points. Yes. Uh, Ryan, I do want to congratulate you this week on outside of injuries being the only person in all of fantasy football where Miami scored you more points than somebody else on your starting (laughs) roster. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, no, that's not necessarily true. Think about who people who would have started um, – uh, was it Deshaun Jackson or I said barring injury? Well, okay. Alshon Jeffrey barring got injury. a zero. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson got a zero. I understand that. <laughs> barring barring injuries. Shut up, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now salt. we're done. Just pouring salt. All right, again, we want to thank you guys for taking time to listen to the Skulking Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan. This is Justin, and we'll talk to you guys later. Hey, Skulking Nation! Thank you for listening to the Skulking Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.